This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America. On air and on the World Wide Web, this is The Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of The Rob Carson Show, right ahead. It's going to be a good one, I promise. If you would like to uh, partake in it by calling and sharing your thoughts, the number is 800-922-6680. Brandon Straka joins us at the bottom of the hour. He's the guy who came up with the walk away movement. He's the guy who created uh, walk away on Facebook. Now, you may not remember it. But the walkaway movement came around before 2020, and it was uh, people online on Facebook coming forward to talk about how they left the Democrat Party because the Democrat Party uh, is uh, just a, a corrupt, uh, failed, completely Marxist, socialist political party and and a lot of people are just not down with all of this this bs that the uh, the democrat party has decided to adopt as its own open border uh transgender nonsense with children uh crt in schools allowing sexual materials in schools where children go uh you know books that you can't read out loud on the radio but apparently your first grader can check it out uh the the destruction of uh, our military the uh, afghan withdrawal Believe it or not, I know it's hard to believe, but there are a lot of Democrats who maybe still are patriotic and love America and maybe kind of skew toward the uh, uh, RFK Jr., JFK, RFK uh, kind of uh, tradition of the Democrat Party instead of this uh, bunch of a cabal of stupid, stupid children trying to uh, tell us how to live our lives, what words to say, what pronouns they want, and all of that. So uh, people are just saying, you know, wow, uh, Democrat Party kind of kind of done with their their nonsense, and you should be. So um, uh, Brandon Straka will join us at the bottom of the hour to talk about that uh, and the walk away movement going away. They took it away. Facebook dropped it altogether. They had a half a million people with their stories all archived on Facebook. All of these people coming together. Why I left Facebook? Most of them, a good share of them, people of color. Who are, uh, who are absolutely reliably Democrat. That's why the Democrat Party doesn't give a crap about them, because they know they'll vote for them anyway. That's it. See, the Democrat Party doesn't give a damn about women. All they think women are is abortion factories. Uh, they, they don't care about people of color in inner cities because they know they are reliably votes for Democrats. They, they don't care if the schools suck. They don't care if, uh, if gangs are, uh, are dominating things. They don't care. They defund the police to make it even more lawless in those neighborhoods. 
But And they also don't give a damn about people who live in places like East Palestine and Maui. They don't give a damn about people in East Palestine because most of them are Trump voters. So they're not going to get their votes. So double screw them. You know? So Brandon Strack is going to join us at the, uh, the bottom of the hour. The latest uh, thing we're expected to, uh, to not believe is that uh, Joe Biden would use aliases in emails. James Comer has uh, uh, subpoenaed the National Archives because he's seen all these emails on Hunter Biden's laptop where, you know, presumably Joe Biden, who, uh, you know, CC'd Hunter Biden or Hunter Biden CC'd this person and, and used words like dad in the, uh, in the subject line. But he used names like, uh, what is it? Uh, 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 J.R.B. Uh, something or other, and uh, Robert Peters and Major Peters, and uh, I think I think Hunter did uh, Will. He was uh, doing an Asian of Will Hung. I think is the name he used. I'm not sure. I'm checking on that one. Jim Gossett. Why did Biden use an alias? Hiding his corruption was Joe's aim. Dealing with Ukraine. Yeah, he did. That's why Biden had a phony name. Yes, I'm Richard Long. Robert L. Peters don't exist. <laughs> Robert and Joe Biden are the same. Think? Joe had some other fake names like Robin and JRB. Oh, JRB! Joe wants no one to know it. That's why he wouldn't show it. He wouldn't show it. And that's why Biden used a phony It's kind of weird. They, they, uh, Joe Biden denies using his own name. He, he didn't use his own name during these emails. And they denied uh, Navy Joan Roberts, his seventh grandchild, he suddenly remembered two weeks ago, uh, you know, denied them the Biden name, too. At this point, I don't think I'd want anything to do with the Biden name, although I never wanted to do anything with the Biden name because Joe Biden has been a, a complete failure for 50 years in Washington, D.C. Uh, this is um, Greg Kelly last night talking about uh, the Bidens and, and, and Joe Biden. He'll start it off with Joe Biden denying getting money from China, which we now know is absurd. My son has not made money. Now, listen, listen to how he tries to pretend like China. He doesn't even know what China is. But I'm, listen, this is fantastic. This is great acting. In terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about? China. Yeah, what is this thing, this thing you're talking about? What is this thing called China? My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about? China. Yeah, sure. I have not had, a, the only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. Uh, wrong. <laughs> yeah, Joe Biden, that was in a debate with Donald Trump, and he said that Donald Trump had uh, gotten money from China. So that's like, I'm rubber, uh, you're glue, that kind of thing. Kind of, I know you are, but what am I? That was kind of the uh, level of that intelligence in that debate. Hunter Biden's lawyers have admitted that as part of that joint Chinese venture, Hunter received his portion of good faith 
seed funds. That's from Hunter Biden's own attorney. <laughs> it's just amazing. It is just amazing. But they're, you know, they're going after Donald Trump. Alan Dershowitz wrote this column about uh, <clears throat> about uh, how that you know they are doing. Uh, uh, Donald Trump did actually what what uh, Al Gore and Alan Dershowitz did in the year two thousand. But suddenly it is uh, it is criminal. It's crazy. And then there's this on the on the going after Donald Trump thing. Uh, the judge in uh, in D.C. Uh, assigned to the January the 6th case is related to some of the most influential Jamaican Marxists. Did you know that? Jack counsels indictment Trump on all four counts uh, related to alleged effort to steal the 2020 election at the beginning of the month. Uh, Article 3 project revealed that the Chutkan uh, family, which sounds like they could be, uh, <clears throat> what is it, uh, Klingons, you know, Chukton, you know, you ever watch Star Trek, the old ones? Maybe she's a Klingon. Uh, but anyway, has family ties with the top Marxist revolutionaries in Jamaica. Born in Kingston, 1962, Chutkan's grandfather. Born in 1962, grandfather? Her grand... Really? Frank Hill and great-uncle Ken Hill played a role in founding Jamaica's People National Army. Ken Hill was by far the most influential member of the Marxist group. There... Uh, appointed to the federal judiciary in 2014, Chukkan, who is a Klingon, is one of the many far-left judges, former President Barack Obama, nominated to the federal bench. And now we know, there's your quid pro quo. Yeah, yeah. Chutkan uh, ruled hundreds of pages of the former president's White House records could be turned over to the January 6th investigating committee despite Trump's objections, all of this other stuff. We all know she gave uh, more severe sentences to January 6th defendants than were necessary. Uh, she's a hater. She is a leftist. That's just the way it is. She's already basically uh, said this of Donald Trump. Listen to this. Uh, she shared a quote. This is uh, uh, during one January 6th defendant's hearings. Uh, Chutkan. Uh, I see the videotapes, I see the footage of flags and the signs that people were carrying and the hats they were wearing and the garb, the hats they were wearing, that's uh, uh, the uh, Trump uh, hats. And the people who mobbed the Capitol were there in fealty, in loyalty to one man, not the Constitution, of which most of the people who come before me seem woefully ignorant. Not to the deals of this country and not to the principles of democracy. <laughs> this is so funny. She goes, it's blind loyalty to see one person who, by the way, remains free to this day. That's what she said about the uh, defendant who has been assigned to her courtroom. So here's what I'm going to say again. All four of these cases, all four of the people in charge of these cases need to be charged with, indicted for conspiracy and racketeering. Because they're all working together to throw an election. All of the charges, all of the indictments came down at the same time. All of these indictments are the first time in U.S. history, which makes it doubly absurd and super obvious that it's political. So I would say round these these corrupt <laughs> round them up man because uh, none of these trials can happen next year 
none of these trials uh, should happen next year. This is uh, Rick Grinnell last night talking to uh, uh, Rob Schmidt. I love love Rick Grinnell uh, about um, all of the all of the nonsense that's happening in the country and and uh, generally countries that go in this direction without a major course correction, which I believe is happening right now, tend to fall. I mean, look, uh, what's going on in Washington, D.C.? We sit here, those of us who are not in Washington, and we're watching day after day uh, just a, a clown show. I, I'm not sure where we go from here, but I, I can tell you that outside of Washington, D.C., people are laughing at what's happening. People under And when they're not laughing, they are really pissed off. And that when you have 91 charges against President Trump, 91. Yeah. And you see the evidence of the Bidens. You yeah. see today, right, he has an alias. The president of the United States has an alias. He created an alias so that he could get money. Yeah. And we're all now supposed to go backwards and look at paper documents and what the president of the United States uh, took or didn't take or declassified. And then bring in uh, your statutes written in 1860. And, and somehow 91 charges on President Trump and zero on Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. This is how countries fall. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you. If the left continues down this road, it will not end well for those in power. We're never going to return to normal. We're never going to go back to establishment GOP, establishment Democrat, in charge of the country, continuing what has gone on in Washington, D.C. for decades. I'm telling you right now that it's not going to continue. That's why trying to crush RFK. That's why they're trying to crush Trump. And if you think getting Trump out of the way is going to make it easier for Vivek Ramaswamy or uh, uh, Ron DeSantis, you're out of your mind. The only reason why we know all of this is because Donald Trump has the resources and the balls to fight back. And I would venture to say there's nobody in the GOP lineup that are ready to confront that. Donald Trump is a veteran of that for seven years. Crazy. 60% of likely U.S. voters believe the FBI helped cover up Biden family crimes. So there's that. That's just uh, about a week and a half ago that came out, Rasmussen. What was the other one here? Most Americans, including three in ten Democrats. The trio of quadruple indictments against Donald Trump are an attempt to stop his 2024 presidential campaign, according to CBS. But, you know, this fourth indictment certainly changed all of their minds. And now, like 60% of Republicans believe this one is going to stick. Or they're just making it up. Because this is the last uh, bit of the wad that they've shot on this thing. And I'm speaking of uh, uh, the, the process of muzzle-loading a rifle. Nothing weird Okay, it's just a muzzle, muzzle load a rifle and you, you shoot your wad before you put the ball in there. You don't want to do that. But uh, the, the wad, the last wad was this fourth indictment unless they can, you know, wrangle something together. So they got to make this one stick. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Left wing. So coming up, I've got some uh, really, really good news about this wonderful song by Oliver Anthony. Globally number one on Apple Music. He's been offered like $8 bucks, turned it down. I don't know if that's true or not. 
But uh, a lot of people are catching on, and, and you're not going to believe this. There's a, this is a song that's, that's as hillbilly and bluegrass as you can imagine. But it is appealing to the urban audience, which is R&B and rap. And I'll prove it coming up. This isn't about a culture. This is about a country and people of all walks of life suffering because of what's going on in Washington, D.C. And I'll share that on the other side of this break. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. I wonder why... Joe Biden is offering bizarre answers on Maui. Uh, this is a couple days ago. He was asked about uh, this, and uh, and he said no comment, and he smiled. No, no comment. He said no, no comment. And then and then there's this. He was asked about. Can you tell us about your trip to Hawaii that's coming up on Monday? No, not now. So no, 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 I don't have anything about it right now. It should be, I guess, pretty obvious, right? I mean, uh, we're looking at the potential loss of life, maybe a thousand people, right? I mean, I'm just saying that there's 1,500 people missing. Generally, after I don't know a week or so, if those missing aren't accounted for, uh, and you haven't got a phone call or whatever, and you've got people on the ground, it would mean that those people aren't coming back, right? And if that's the case, this is uh, 9/11. I mean, really, yeah, this is 9/11. But, uh, you know, they're being real hush-hush about it. Joe Biden's setting them a one-time household payment of $700. Whole house, five kids, whatever the hell, $700 what you're going to get. Meanwhile, uh, I believe I had heard the latest aid package going to Ukraine provides about $2,500 per resident of Ukraine. <clears throat> so there is, uh, there is that. Is there any reason why... Uh, this song by Oliver Anthony would be number one in the country. Well, of course, because when I heard this song by Oliver Anthony, Richmond, North of Richmond, I heard it the first time. I remember, because I listened for the lyrics. I listened for the lyrics to songs and the melody. Uh, a lot of times people just listen to melody or you listen to lyrics. My daughter's a lyric person. My wife is a rhythm person. I listen to both. And I heard these lyrics and they brought me to tears the first time I heard them. And it's happening yesterday. His name was uh, Oliver Anthony was trending on Twitter, and I looked at it, and it was all these people, uh, black people, uh, Indian people, Asian people, all in these group chats listening to the song for the first time in their reaction, and there were tears streaming down their faces. Normally, you don't think a homeboy from Baltimore is going to cry when a hillbilly from Virginia sings a song about rich men north of Richmond. But we're all feeling this. So a little bit of this, and then I want to hear this. this uh, there's a former rapper, no, a former Marine who's a rapper, who, who did kind of a cross-cultural version of it that is just mind-blowing. Well, I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away. What the world's gotten to For people like me People like you Wish I could just wake up And it not be true But it is 
people cry into that because they get it. And now this. Listen to this. You want to talk about cross-cultural. Hillbilly redneck from Virginia has impacted so many people that a rapper did this. Calls a red man. Calls a red man. Come on. This for the women who birthed all. Daughters and sons in their nurse all. All of our family while we are traveling, trying to get paychecks and work hard. Yes. I don't know how much longer I can take this. Only looks like I got half of my paycheck. How can I explain this all to a baby? I know I'll read it, the statement you gave me. Near missing a lot. Know you've been working daily around the clock. Gotta provide for the family you got. But you laid off sincerely, your boss. I'm sorry. Isn't that sounding outrageous? How about you go home and say that? Go to your daughter and tell her you broke. Cause when your boss will give you some change, you would take it. I am not one to just take it. I am not one to be lazy. Earn what I get, I put days in. I am just one my payment. Boom. Lord, it's a damn shame. That is epic, man. That is epic, epic, epic. It is the voice of the people, and the people are done with Washington, D.C. The haves versus have-nots. Brendan Straka, shut down, censored by the federal government, joins us next. Don't go anywhere. We got uh, Brandon Straka in just one second. But, you know, we are in uh, pretty crazy times when a redneck and a rapper can come together and be the voice of the people. Oh, rich man. Oh, rich man. This for the women who birthed all. Daughters and sons and they nurse all. All of our family while we are traveling, trying to get paychecks and work hard. I don't know how much longer I can take this. Only looks like I got half of my paycheck. How can I explain this all to a baby? I know I'll read it. The statement you gave me. This is a real Here letter. A lot. No, you've been lead around the clock. Gotta provide for the family you got. But you laid off sincerely, your boss. I'm sorry. Isn't that sounding outrageous? How about you go home and say that? Go to your daughter and tell her you broke. Cause when your boss will give you some change, you would take it. I am not one to just take it. I am not one to be lazy. Earn what I get, I put days in. I am just one my payment. Since I am not lazy, I just want my payment. We have had an assault on uh, the First Amendment happening in this country. I remember it started for me in 2018. I was a part of uh, 29 Facebook pages and 19 million followers. They were all conservative. They were all brought together by one man who spent $250,000 of his own money to reach people on Facebook, sent Mark Zuckerberg $250,000, mortgaged his house, and on October 31st, 2018, Every one of his pages was taken down, along with 800-plus other conservative sites. And that was the beginning for me. And one major, major political movement was killed by Mark Zuckerberg and the federal government, and that was the walk-away movement. And the founder of that great movement, an unlikely man to lead a movement like this, but incredibly successful, Brandon Straka joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm good. Was that intro okay for that? Did you get everything covered? Yeah, I'm going to push back on one point. Uh, the what? walkaway movement. Well, the walkway movement was not killed. Uh, the Facebook group was killed, but the movement. Okay, was okay, okay. Well, okay. well that, that's what I. That's what I meant. On, but but on, on Facebook, you had a half a million stories. 
Correct. 511,000 people. Correct. That's okay. I did not mean to misquote. When they took down Facebook, you lost the archives of 500 plus thousand people uh, saying that they were leaving the Democrat Party and why they were leaving the Democrat Party. So, but it didn't kill the walkaway movement. But, but you, I mean, obviously, <laughs> that was that was very that hurt a lot. Tell me about when that happened, how it happened, Brandon. And then we'll talk about where you are right now. Okay. Sounds great. Yeah, no, that happened on January 8th, 2021. So that, of course, would be two days after January 6th. It was the same day, I believe, that uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, etc., banned Donald Trump. Uh, And then they began purging hundreds of thousands of conservative accounts. Now, the way that we experienced it, and just so your listeners have a a little bit of background context, the the Walkaway Campaign Facebook group this wasn't just a, you know, a social media club, you know, or something, you know, a lot of people use Facebook and groups to kind of just, you know, share ideas and memes and things like that. We had a very, very well moderated group. I mean, literally dozens of moderators running this, and it was a part of our organization, the Walkaway organization. Uh, so people would submit their testimonials, uh, video testimonials, written testimonials, sharing their stories about why they're walking away. No content went on this group. That was not a testimonial, uh, and that was not moderated by a moderator. So every video was watched from beginning to end. Every post was read from beginning to end before it was approved and went live on the site. So on January 8th, my team and I, now we're talking about dozens of moderators, admins, and also, just to be clear, we're talking about business people, people like uh, merchandise managers and marketing managers who were admins of the walkaway campaign group and we were just one of their clients you know one of because this is what they do for a living all of us woke up on January 8th 2021 and when we tried to open our facebook accounts we had a message that said you are permanently banned from facebook this cannot be appealed there is no recourse you're done no explanation no no uh, commentary about what the violation was so they banned the group, they banned the personal accounts of every person connected to the group, and they banned the business accounts of any business people that were in any way connected to this group. And so, yeah, it was incredibly painful. I mean, Walkaway is, uh, is also a nonprofit organization uh, where we do educational events and, and create videos. So in, in, you know, snap, in the snap of a finger, uh, we lost our, our ability to fundraise, with over half a million people, we lost our ability to reach over half a million people to tell them we're doing events. Yeah, it was catastrophic. It has been catastrophic. We're not <laughs> didn't kill the movement, but it, yes, it hurt a lot. Brandon, uh, the CIA is being sued for working with the Biden campaign to produce the Dirty Fifty One Intel letter. Um, do you and are you considering a class action lawsuit against uh, not only Facebook, but uh, it would probably and I absolutely know it would involve government agencies who were literally working with Facebook uh, to shut down conservative speech. We've even seen Facebook uh, going after individuals' messages when they doubted the 2020 election, among other things. Uh, Do you have any plans for some sort of a legal action against not only Facebook, but possibly agencies of the federal government? Well, so I would take any action necessary should, you know, sufficient evidence surface or be produced that would allow me to do such a thing. Here's the thing. I mean, these people really hold 
almost all the cards and have almost all the advantage. Just like I just told you, you know, they don't explain to you why they did what they did, and they don't offer you any ability to contact anybody, to email anyone, to call anyone. Yes. I mean, here we are two and a half years later. I still have no idea what their reason was for doing this to us, and there's almost no one I can talk to to get that information. Now, if something were to materialize substantially, to say, and I've been told, for the record, I, and I'll, I'll be very clear right now, it's, it's merely rumor and speculation. I cannot substantiate it. But I have spoken with people who have spoken with people who work inside of Facebook who have told me that they have done research and it was reported to me that this was a government request to take the group down. Again, I cannot wow. prove that. But, yes, if there was some, some legal recourse that I could take, I would. But, you know, these big tech organizations – hold all the cards, uh, you know, they have built into their terms of service these incredibly vague, you know, reasons why they can take your accounts or your groups or anything else down for just about any reason they come up with without, you know, any sort of recourse. And in most situations, if you're going to litigate against them, you're going to be doing it in the state of California, which is yeah. incredibly liberal and you're pretty much predestined to lose. Well, I think your best bet is to say bleep Facebook and, and end your account. Brandon, the same thing happened to me, I remember, except for you had the courtesy of them telling you they were taking you down and uh, and telling you that you had no recourse. I didn't have that. The day after the election of 2020, my Facebook page, which was reaching you know, 45,000 people per post or when I'd broadcast live, I would get massive views. They took it all down the day after the election. No reason, no recourse, no ability to call in anybody or complain and then weirdly enough uh, earlier uh, like right at the beginning of this year the page came back and i was online for a day and i made one post and then they said they literally told me your face your your page has been deplatformed completely so i know they know who i am i know they know what i do and i know that they went after me for political reasons because they didn't take down the facebook page with the family pictures and all of that just the one that dealt with my show well i'm going to tell you something i mean we're at a point now where we've got to get some 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 crafty and intelligent lawyers who are sitting down and trying to figure out exactly because i'll tell you, to me this has reached a new level and this is where I actually feel like it could be advantageous to people like us who actually care about free speech and care about, you know, half the country actually still having a voice. You know, these platforms are, are moving more and more towards monetization, and people are actually earning livings and earning careers from the money that they're making posting content on these platforms. However, depending on what your political view is or what side of the aisle you align on, they may not take your account down completely, but they'll either tell you you're not allowed to monetize your content or you are allowed to monetize your content. But even though you have 400,000 followers, we're going to make sure that no, no more than 1,500 people ever see your posts, as is happening to me right now on Facebook. Now, wow. I, I, I'm not a lawyer. I didn't go to law school. But I have to believe if you're basically, if you're basically providing a public platform where people can make money, but you're saying only these people are allowed to make money and these people are not allowed to make money. And we're going to allow these people to make some money, but not very much money. How could that possibly be a legal operation? Now, Brandon, the, the interesting thing, the, uh, the, the walkaway movement on Facebook, there are a lot of people of color.
There are a lot of people of color, and, uh, and people of color generally afraid to say that they're leaving the Democrat Party because they always get called Jim Crow. They always get called racist and Uncle Tom's and all that crap. Uh, you know what we're dealing with here, Brandon? And what I've talked about this because I've been doing this for a while. I've been in radio since 1989. Um, I call it uh, conservative apartheid, and I also say that we are living in the Dem Crow era, meaning Democrat Crow era. And and what you're doing here, what Facebook is doing right here, is they have a they have a Woolworths, and and they have a lunch counter. And conservatives cannot eat there. And I'm not, I'm not screwing around. I don't make these comparisons uh, lightly, okay? I do not make them lightly. This is discrimination on par with that, except for this time it is just a belief which is protected by the First Amendment. That's why this is so sinister, Brandon. It is, but unfortunately a problem that we have in this country is that political affiliation is not a protected class. And I actually believe that that's something that should change or, or that we're going to have to look into somehow making those changes legally. Uh, Brandon, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Protected class does not mean that there's not discrimination. Okay. okay. Now, I, I, that's what I believe. That's what I believe, Brandon. Maybe I could be wrong. I'd love to have somebody with more uh, legal expert than me. But, but political class, you, know, you, don't, you don't have to be a protected class. You don't have to be a black person, a Jewish person, or whatever. There are ways you can be discriminated. And I would believe that a, a, a belief system would not be something you could discriminate against, unless, of course, you're a Nazi. But uh, anyway, I'll just throw that out there. Continue your thought. I apologize. Well, so, I mean, we do protect religious uh, groups. I mean, that is a protected class. So you can believe just about anything you want to believe religiously, and people cannot discriminate against you for believing that. But uh, you, your party affiliation or your political beliefs are not technically a protected class. And I guess my point was that if it were, these things I don't think would be allowed to happen. If we said you cannot discriminate against someone for being a Republican or for whatever it is that they believe. Uh, I think that these things would have to be somehow sort of uh, mandatorily added to terms of service that you can't just take people down uh, for expressing a a political opinion, especially here in the United States of America. But if if I might. Yeah, go ahead. If I may, I just because, you know, we've talked a lot about the problems and I I would like to share with your audience the solution that we work very hard on. Much rather move that. I would much rather move the conversation in that direction because I want to hear what you are. (laughs) You are offering because, listen, I can bitch about it all day, Brandon. Uh, You know that. Uh, But tell me, tell me, give me some give me some good news, my brother. Yes. So when Facebook took down our group, January 8th, 2021, um, my team and I had a lot of decisions to make. Uh, our, you know, it was never an option for us not to carry forward, and it was never an option not to continue the testimonial campaign. So we thought, okay, are we going to go to another platform? Are we going to try to relaunch this on just some other big tech platform? And you know, we thought, well, that's a terrible idea. So to us, it was worth it to we raised some funds, we hired some developers, and we actually built our own app. And I, I, honestly, it's truly, truly amazing. And I. I wouldn't have launched it if it wasn't, but we have now an app called Walkaway Social. Okay. People can load it, whether you're uh, an iOS user or an Android user. Uh, you can go to the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store, load Walkaway Social. It takes you know, less than 30 seconds to load. Sign up real quick, just like you would on Facebook or anything else. Now, to be clear, I'm not trying to be a competitor with Facebook or Twitter yes, or, of course. or Getter. This is literally to rebuild the Walkaway community. And so we just launched. Uh, at this point, we have 19,000 people who have signed up. You know, 19,001. 19, I just signed up. 
<laughs> All right, great. <laughs> well, it's, it's going to take us a little time to get back to that half million mark, you know, and it's, and it's, this is more challenging. Don't get me wrong. It's, you know, people will join a Facebook group because they can just go on there, do that. And then, you know, but for, to get people to load a new app is a little more challenging. But once people do, I think they're going to be really happy that they did. Again, I don't expect this to become a replacement for people's you know, experience on Twitter or Facebook. However, if you are somebody who loved those walkaway videos, loved those walkaway testimonials, and loved the community and everything we're doing, and people told, since day one, people have told us the walkaway stories make me feel like there's hope. The walkaway stories make me feel inspired that we can turn the destruction of our country around. Look, there are a lot of bad days that we're having lately. I mean, I feel depressed almost every day. And some days are worse than others because they're indicting Trump for the 500th time, you know, and they're, everything's falling apart around us. Open up the Walkaway Social app and watch a couple Walkaway videos about people, about former Democrats telling you, you know what, I'm getting it. I get it. And I'm not going to be a part of this party anymore. I'm not going to support this anymore. I'm walking away and I'm going to be a part of, of saving America. Can you hold? Can will you hold till the next segment? I, I there's yes, a couple sir. more questions. You rock, Brandon Straka. Uh, the uh, Walkaway app. Why don't you work on that during the break? Okay, Walkaway app is available. Let's get that back up to I don't know half a million people to start. Uh, let's take a break. You're listening to the Rob Carson Show. You know Brandon Straka of uh, the Walkaway movement. Who I I just signed up with your app and I uh, posted it on. Facebook, which I said uh, something impolite about uh, Mark Zuckerberg. But anyway, I did post it on Twitter and whatnot. You know, it's kind of interesting. You said that uh, religious groups are a protected class. And if I'm not mistaken, the left is calling people who believe in the America First movement uh, cultists, Donald Trump followers, cultists. So wouldn't that make us a religion, Brandon? <laughs> I think that's a very strong theory. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, there yeah. you go. If you're going to call us cult members, then okay, we're a religion. Now you can't ban us, you jerks. Go ahead. Well, no, I mean, it's, you know, I, it, it's always complicated when, you know, living as a member of a society. And I, I can appreciate people who say, well, if we protect political classes, then we're going to have to protect the Nazis. And we're going to have to protect, you know, the, the, the Satanists and we're going to whatever it is. Although, actually, the Satanists would probably be considered a religious class. So, um, <laughs> yes, but, yes, well, yes. I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm trying. I know, to, I know. I'm, I'm trying to work out in my mind why it is that we do protect religious classes, but we don't protect political speech. Because, uh, I mean, people are literally allowed to believe whatever they want to believe under the guise of religion, and that's protected. But we're not, you know, if, God forbid, if you fly an American flag in your front yard, uh, or if you say, hey, I want to have uh, my, my borders protected, um, you know, you, you can be canceled from anything yeah. and with no recourse. Brandon, I want to I just say this because we got to wrap things up here in a second. You know, you had mentioned earlier that every day we wake up with a knot in our stomachs and every day we go, what the hell are we going to do? And what I have tried to do on this show, and I really pivoted the last month and a half or so, because every day the same damn thing. And and I got to tell you, it's so obvious what we're going through. And the the malfeasance of the nonsense are so obvious that I think the only thing we can do is, is 
absolutely pursue them in any legal way whatsoever. But me personally, when you tune into my show, I'm going to make fun of these bastards. I'm going to malign them and make them look as ridiculous as their beliefs. And so I would encourage your followers to, and I'm just not making this, you know, uh, just about the show, but that's the approach we're taking here. And I, and I hope that you continue to do that. We got to wrap things up, Brandon Strucka. You're in, you're welcome here anytime. Okay. You're one of my heroes, bro. You didn't even know that, but, uh, walk Thank away. You. You, got, you are, you have no idea, Brandon. I've been following you for a while, not literally, but you are my hero. And, and we've been through this together. Walk away, download that app today. Brandon, God bless you, bro. Have a great weekend. And let's have you on again soon. If you don't mind. Thank you very much. If I could just say very quickly, please load the Walkaway Social app. And we're also doing a big event in West Palm Beach in November called WalkaCon. Go to walkawayanniversary.com to find out more information. I want to see everybody there. Give me a I'm gonna, I'll, I'll see if I can come down. I will. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, bro. Take care. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. On the World Wide Web, this is The Rob Carson Show. This, my friends, is the final hour of the show, and by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. And if I can get to it all this hour, I'm going to do my level best, including a man learns an unforgettable lesson about electric vehicles on his 1,400-mile road trip. He calls electric vehicles the biggest scam of modern times. Where else have you heard that? I don't know. Right here. Anyway, also, a, uh, a kid is arrested and carted away to jail after cops, he's a 10-year-old boy, caught him. Are you ready? For, you better sit down for this because I know we read a lot of things about little kids getting in trouble with the law and, you know, bringing guns to school and all that. Listen to this. This kid was caught by a police officer driving by, peeing Behind his mother's car. I know. I know. Throw him in jail for life. Throw the key away. Honestly. I mean, if we live in a country where 10-year-old little boys can go pee-pee outside, then I don't want to live in that country. No, actually, uh, wow. I mean, are you serious, officer? I mean, God, come on. 
you, you should know this as an officer, and you should have some sort of leeway that four of your cohorts don't haul a 10-year-old to jail for making a pee-pee outside. Yeah, it really happened. It just, uh, honestly, wow, I just, you just kind of wonder. Years ago, I started uh, uh, just talking about how, you know, I would say, like, uh, the funeral for common sense will be Saturday visitation on Friday. It was one of the jokes I used to make. You know, the death of common sense. The death of civility. Uh, civility's funeral will be on Sunday, visitation on Saturday. And, uh, and here we are. We've got uh, civility, common sense, reason, First Amendment, uh, oh, uh, 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 free press, uh, all of these things. All of them are dying or dead. And, uh, and we can turn it around. We can turn it around. We can turn it around. You know what I want to do? I want to play the latest piece of comedy that we got today from Mr. Jim Gossett. Would you, would you be cool with that, kids? Hey, who wants to hear a funny song from Jim Gossett? Yay, Mr. Rob! Yay, Mr. Rob! Uh, this one is about the latest um, allegation, which has been proven because Jim Comer's already, James, James Comer, has already seen the emails where an alias was used uh, in emails with Hunter Biden off of his laptop with regard to business. Business, including business with China. So this uh, character, this person was CC'd by Hunter Biden, and presumably there were names like, uh, what was it, Robert Head or something like that, Robert uh, Wanker or what? I don't even know. But he used a bunch of different uh, 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 aliases, and, and uh, you know, everybody saying, well, there's nothing to tie Joe Biden to all this. Well, the problem is, in some of the headlines, uh, the subject lines of this, where it was, uh, you know, Joe Blow or whoever the heck was uh, CC'd, it said, hey, Dad, check this out. So, uh, yeah, uh, aliases. Aliases. Jim Gassett. Why did Biden use an alias? Because he's a criminal and he's trying to cover it up. Duh. Hiding his corruption was Joe's aim. Joe used it when he did his crooked dealing with you, Lynn. That's why Biden had a phony name. <laughs> Fake names. Robert. Robert. L. Peters. Robert Peters. Don't exist. Nope. Sorry if your name's Robert Peters. Robert and Joe Biden are the same. Joe had some other fake names like Robin and J.R. Joe wants no one to know it. That's why he wouldn't show it. And that's why Biden be real obvious if uh, we had a real media and it's absurd to think otherwise at this point with all of the uh, the bank records and the millions of dollars and the quid pro quo caught on tape telling fire well son of a gun they fired the prosecutor i mean honestly it's uh, it's just laughable that's why i need to turn off the idiots on uh, msnbc and cnn they've been wrong about everything it started with uh, Russia collusion if if they're down with that and they haven't apologized and that you think they're going to not lie to you again uh, duh. Uh, headline, uh, House Judiciary subpoenas DOJ, FBI for documents related to alleged huh, collusion with, the F, uh, with, with big tech. 
House Judiciary has subpoenaed the Justice Department and the FBI for documents related to its investigation into big tech censorship. Yeah. Well, of course it happened. I mean, it's obvious. Uh, we saw the, uh, the FBI colluding with big tech to take down the Hunter Biden laptop story. It's already been proven. Now we just need to come up with uh, indictments, charges, trials, and sentencing. That's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. The CIA is being sued for work with the Biden campaign to produce the Dirty 51 intel letter. Here's another example. This is it right here. The CIA, that's an agency of the federal government, censoring speech to the advantage of another person. CIA has been sued for its role in helping, well, this isn't really censoring speech. It's creating something and then censoring the truth about that. Okay, so uh, create the 51 intelligence officials who should be uh, lose their security clearances for all of this, should have their lives ruined for doing this. Uh, discrediting Hunter Biden's laptop is Russian disinformation. So in May, it showed that the CIA was actively involved in getting signatures for the letter. It uh, was a political operation to help elect Joe Biden. We know this. That's called election interference, right? And wasn't there any of the, There's not supposed to be an election interference in this country. Or, uh, you know... Uh, uh, no. Government watchdog sues uh, group, uh, Judicial Watch Tom Fitton's group filed a Freedom of Information Act Thursday after it failed to receive requested documents from the agency regarded to the crafting of the letter. The GOP report alleges the CIA may have helped in the effort to solicit signatures for the statement and accuses uh, deputy, former Deputy CIA Director and AFI, uh, Acting CIA Director Mike Morell uh, and the Biden administration of conspiring to quickly get the letter approved. And they did, and they used it during the debate. On October 19th of 2020, before uh, the election, Morell sent the uh, CIA the uh, final version of the letter to be uh, to uh, the pre-publication classification review uh, and called it a rush job. You got to get it done real quick so Joe Biden can have it for the uh, the debate tonight. The new report also revealed that former director of national intelligence James Clapper provided edi- editorial advice to strengthen the verbiage. Yeah. He did. He did. October the 18th, emails in- included in the report show Clamber emailing Morell his intention to sign on to the letter. He said, I have one editorial suggestion. <laughs> he helped craft the lie. You filthy, rotten B-word. I have one editorial suggestion for the letter. I would strengthen the verbiage if you say this has all the classic earmarks of Soviet Russia information operation rather than the feel of a Russian operation. And didn't it work well? Morell replied that Clapper's suggestion uh, was accepted, and it was a good one. We're going to go with this one. We're going to go with this one, buddy. Morell testified before the House Judiciary Committee October 17th. Uh, Biden's current Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, absolutely triggered his interest in coordinating the letter. So Tony Blinken, who's now Secretary of State, put this all together. We already knew that. We already, uh, we already knew that. It's all very true. And this is how they censored our speech, and, and this is why uh, we're going to have to have Nuremberg trials on this stuff. I'm serious, 1,000%. Uh, RFK Jr. is what Dave Rubin, who's now on his uh, weekly fall break, uh, the last sane Democrat. It's not a bad moniker because the guy uh, does tend to make a lot of sense, which is probably why the left is so adamant about keeping him silenced. Now, one of the things that happened, the federal government created a, a new word just for RFK. And he told Greta von Susteren on Newsmax the other night the word they came up with. Now, misinformation and disinformation. Those were taken from Stalin. Joseph Stalin came up with disinformatia in 1923. 
the government whipped out disinformation and acted like we've been saying it forever a couple of years ago. And I went, what is this? What, what is this? Uh, but they just kept going. It's disinformation, misinformation. I told you that if somebody says your opinion is disinformation or misinformation, it means they know you know the truth. That's why you were being censored. That's why all the stories that we talked about were being censored on the mainstream media, big social media. It was all being controlled by the government. It was. Your speech was prohibited if it were conservative. CRT, Black Lives Matter, transitioning children in schools, southern border. Uh, I can go on and on and on. COVID protocols, on and on and on. Any discussion about the election, any, anybody saying, yay, Russia collusion did not happen. All of it, guys, all of it. You remember, I remember, I witnessed it. But here is RFK talking about the new word that they created just for his kind of misinformation. It's the information that's true, but the government hates it because it goes against what they're trying to lie to us about. All right, now let's turn to government censorship. What's going on with this government censorship? Two attorney generals bought a case against the censorship by the White House. One of the things that it says in this lawsuit is that I was the first one that was censored by the Biden White House. Biden came in on in, uh, January 21st, 2021. On the 23rd, White House officials contacted Facebook and asked them to take my account down. Now, I remember I had my YouTube channel taken away because of a video right about the same time that I posted featuring Robert Kennedy Jr. And I lost my Instagram account, which is part of Facebook, three weeks later, 900,000 followers. There was no misinformation on that count. Every posting that I made was cited to a peer-reviewed publication or a government database. They had to invent a new word called malinformation. Malinformation. Malinformation is, and this is in the judge's decision, is information that is factually correct, but it is is inconvenient or uh, disapproved by the government. That, my friends is Mao Zedong. That's what that is. That is Joseph Stalin, right here in America. Many of the things that they were censoring were uh, were things that had nothing to do with COVID. They were censoring Hunter Biden's laptop. At one point, they were asked to censor a parody of the president. If elected president, you know, what, what do you do or not do about any of these things? I will immediately, the first day in office, order an end to all attempts by federal agents and federal agencies to censor the speech of Americans. Political speech shouldn't be censored. The government should should not be able to propagandize the American people. That was the law until 2016, and that needs to be withdrawn. Yeah, it needs to be withdrawn. Or uh, we just stop being governable, you know. Uh, I'm not saying anything violent, but I'm honestly uh, just say no to everything. Just shut up. Uh, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. I'm not going to entertain any sort of conversation about this. Uh, it, uh, the only thing I have here is anger, and and the only thing I have here is I want this fixed. That's what that retribution is all about. That's what that retribution is all about. This is a classic movie clip I came up with yesterday. It just showed up on my timeline, and it makes a lot of sense. Uh, It is from the movie Network. Uh, Let me find out. Here here it is. Here it is. This is the, you know, remember the guy goes, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore? I want you to listen to the beginning of that monologue, because it makes a lot of sense in these times. Here it is. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes. Think about this as you had to sit in your home because the government would not let you out of your house. 
You couldn't work. You couldn't send your schools, your kids to school. Listen to this and think of this in that context. Because if that's the way it's supposed to be, we know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let Just order stuff on Amazon. Don't go to the store. Don't do it. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't this is what I'm saying right here. I want you to protest. I don't want you to write. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. Yes. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. Damn it. My life has value. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing. There you go right there. I get a lot of uh, a lot of you know people. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Well, there you go. Start by being mad about this. Then we can do something. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. It's Friday, baby. Come on. Trying to decide what to do this weekend. Wife's out of town. Son moved out yesterday. Daughter's still here, so I can't go crazy. You know. <laughs> like I would, right? I mean, I'm such a bachelor. Oh, yeah, you know. Uh, no, you know, I'm probably going to cook. I'm going to probably cook something. I've got, uh, I've got, I've been, uh, I've been hankering to do some uh, barbecue. And you're thinking, oh, yeah, you're going to throw some steaks around the grill. That's not barbecue. All right? Throwing a burger on the grill is not barbecue. I'm going to explain it to you. Um, and one of the things that I, I uh, and I haven't shared enough about this uh, with you, um, but I've been, uh, I've been cooking since I was hired illegally at a truck stop in Iowa when I was 14. And, and I've been cooking a long time, and, and I've got about 100 cooking videos on the web. Uh, I'll, 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 the, the links are on my social media. Just look, for, or just look up Rob Carson Cooks. Um, and I just think it's really, it's one of those things that brings us together. You know, we always look at ways to bring us together. And, and literally the last 20 years of my life, I've broken bread with liberals. Uh, and they didn't really start, my friends didn't start, you know, uh, leaving me until I supported Donald Trump. That's what liberals do. Um, so I, I like to cook. And, uh, and you know, it's one of the things that can bring us together. It brought my family together. It, you know, it's wonderful. Uh, it's like that thing I say, 74% of the American people feel the country's going in the wrong direction. We can all come together to save her. So, you know, find some common ground. Uh, cooking is one of those things. I think I'm going to do pork butt. Um, pork butt is the well, cheap cut of meat, um, and it's usually about two bucks a pound. And if you put it in a smoker with uh, rub it and then smoke it for about 13, 14 hours at 225, uh, it becomes a gift from God. And you can use it for carnitas or pulled pork sandwiches. It's a worldwide staple. Pork shoulder, slow roasted. Uh, I just, you know, I do it with a rub and with, you know, hickory and apple and all that. And I just, I, I, I only do it to tinker. That's what I do. I mean, if I'm going to have a, I don't have a bunch of friends coming over. I've just got some pork butt in the freezer that's been down there for a couple of months. I want to do something with it. So uh, maybe, maybe I'll share the progress on the uh, social media. Because I do that court sort of stuff. So, um, a man that learns an unforgettable lesson about electric vehicles on a 1,400-mile road trip. They, he calls them the biggest scam of modern times. Now, I don't have a problem against electric vehicles. All right? I don't. Uh, if you want to get one, that is your business. But I'm going to tell you right now, uh, electric vehicles are good for a couple of things. Commuter car, golf cart. That's it. 
All right? Commuter car, golf cart, will never be a train, will never be an airplane, will never be a, uh, a, a cargo transport across the ocean. It's never going to happen. Never, never, never. Keep dreaming. It's not. All right? And I'm also going to tell you that if you buy a, uh, an electric pickup truck, you'd better only plan on using it to drive to Whole Foods and back because it's going to be worthless other than that. Uh, there's a guy named Dalbir Baila, and his uh, wife and three kids bought this uh, F-150 Lightning 2023, purchased it for only $85,000, but they cost $115,000 in, in Canada, in Canadian currency. In January, for a business trip, he was going from Winnipeg to Chicago and uh, planned to stop at three charging stations. The truck range, uh, wind fully charged, 320 miles. And here's what happened to this man, and he discovered his truck was such a piece of crap that he actually literally really had to abandon it yes thanks for having uh, been guys and uh, uh, charging was the one of the biggest uh, challenge on the road well what but happened the first what happened like when we i get into my road trip first stop was the fargo fargo and uh, i was uh, under impression that the charging would be cheaper than gas but my first shock was uh, that uh, it was way more expensive than uh, than gas. Well, we've not been told that. Another was they were advertised. It was advertised on a fast charge level three. The truck will be charged within hour. It took over two hours to charge the truck. Yeah, imagine taking your family on a cross-country trip and your gas station stop takes two hours. Doesn't that sound like fun? I mean, uh, no. Uh, anyway, I've got some more details on this. How bad is F-150 Lightning that costs $85,000 performed? That's what you expect from an $85,000 car, right? You're right? Uh, no, maybe not so much. Last hour, half hour of the Rob Carson Show right ahead. Don't go anywhere. Donald Trump has decided not to uh, do the presidential debate, the uh, GOP debate next week, because uh, he's going to do <laughs> he's going to do a, uh, a special with Tucker Carlson that night. So um, you know, I mean, uh, it's going to it's going to destroy the uh, it's going to destroy the ratings of the debate. I thought you should know. Uh, uh, nobody. I mean, I, there's some people watch the presidential debate. I think you know what? That's fine. But I, I honestly think that uh, uh, you know everybody's going to watch Tucker. Now the only thing is Tucker's going to be on Twitter. Maybe he's going to be doing live Twitter. I'm not sure exactly he's going to do it. But um, but the uh, the GOP candidates will be uh, will be fighting it out on their own. And uh, you know, presumably, I don't know exactly what they'll talk about other than Donald Trump because that's why they wanted Donald Trump there. <laughs> so there is uh, there is that. But he's not going to do it. And I I think it's great. Why? Should, why should you? When you're leading by 40 points, when uh, the, uh, the, the front runner that everybody said was going to take over because he's young and everything, and Ron DeSantis is plummeting in the polls. Nothing against Ron DeSantis, but, you know, there's a reason why. People just, he doesn't resonate. I, I hate to tell you this, DeSantis supporters, right now, your candidate isn't resonating. You can try to figure out why. I, I don't need to figure out why. Uh, watch Donald Trump speak, and then watch Ron DeSantis speak, and then you'll understand why. Uh, watch one of Trump's rallies, then watch one of everybody else's rally, including Asa Hutchinson. I believe 
Now, uh, I did, did confirm, not confirmed on this. Asa Hutchinson last weekend had a record crowd for him. He had eight people at a Mahjong tournament in Poughkeepsie. That's how big it was. I mean, they almost had to get another card ch- table chair. That's how big it was. So good luck with that. But uh, Donald Trump is not uh, is not going to be at the debate because you know he's being indicted uh, for four times, uh, and that's never been done before in presidential history. Uh, but it's happening four times at the same time against Donald Trump. So you GOP uh, 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 candidates uh, realize that um, sooner or later you're going to have to recognize. All of these indictments as an attack on a candidate and all of these same uh, tactics will be used against you. So what I would recommend while you're 40 points down, you consider how you support the guy who's under fire because eventually it's going to get to you. Eventually it is. So instead of saying, oh, yeah, it's been really bad, but these last four charges, they're really serious because you think maybe this one might take Donald Trump out, even though you really don't believe it. Maybe you should grow some, uh, some uh, I don't know, a sense of decency, Chris Christie, and, uh, and realize that this is an attack, a coordinated attack by the government, by the media, against one individual and Millions of his supporters. I'm just saying. So I, I was mentioning this uh, this guy. He uh, he bought an $85,000 Ford F-150 Lightning Lariat for $85,000. Decided he'd take his kids on a road trip. <laughs> a road trip from Canada to Chicago. And uh, they got to Fargo and realized that it cost a hell of a lot more to charge the car up. And it takes two hours. Then he went to the second station in Albertville, Minnesota, and the charging station didn't work. After successfully calling for help, Bela drove to a nearby charging station in Elk River, Minnesota, but that didn't work either, maybe because it was so cold up there, and your electric car, when it's cold out, is going to be a piece of junk. Uh, Twelve miles remaining on the battery, Bela made the decision to uh, tow his truck to a nearby Ford dealership. And there he figured out a solution. He, he figured out a solution. You know what the solution was? Uh, leave the truck there and get a Toyota Ford Runner to complete, Forerunner, not Ford Runner, a Toyota Forerunner to complete his trip to Chicago. And then he returned to pick up his $85,000 electric truck <laughs> for the trip back. Uh, here's a little bit more from this guy. Okay. That was the first truck. Well, did, did, did you ditch, did you have to ditch the truck? We have That's Stuart Varney, by the way. To, like, I have to tow it to the dealership when we get into uh, Albertsville, Minnesota. Yeah. That was our second stop where we found two faulty charges and we were not able to charge our truck. Uh. And that was uh, late evening. We were already only 13, 14 hours into the trip. And <laughs> we had a week-long trip and I don't want to... Any, we don't want any more frustration with it. So I towed it to a dealership in Elk River, and uh, we took a rental to complete our trip. Yeah, you got a Where is runner. your EV now? Where is it? Where's that piece of... I have it with me right now. Okay, so you got it back. Um, yeah. Are you, are you satisfied? Are you happy? <laughs> Nothing close to satisfied. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, especially, like, I'm a truck guy. I have a trucks from last 15 years 
This was my fourth. Uh, you're not a truck guy, brah. I hate to tell you this. You are not a truck guy if you bought an electric truck. And I normally change my truck every four years. So I bought this uh, new idea about clean energy and, uh, you know, new technology and everything. Sucker. Like I go through normally 1000 to $15 of gas every you know, every month because hmm. due to my needs, like 100 kilometers of commute every day. And every week or every next week, yeah. you go out to our cabin or French cabin. So I was already spending that much money. So uh, with that, it's okay, let's try this something new. And uh, guess it. what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not going to work. Um, and, and the thing is, and like I said, I think they're fine commuter cars. If you got a little uh, electric cars commuter car, congratulations. You got to drive five miles to work, congratulations. You got to pick up your hummus and your tabbouleh at Whole Foods, you know, throw it in the, uh, in the, in the trunk that's the size of a toaster. Do that. But if you, uh, if you are hauling anything, if you are uh, hauling drywall, if you're putting a ladder, an extension ladder, uh, you're putting uh, tile in the back or concrete or whatever the hell, or you're towing a toy hauler, or you're towing, towing a trailer or whatever, your, your truck, your electric truck will never meet your demand. It's going to. And I've talked to Ford dealers. I know this. And, and the dirty little secret in these Ford dealers, they're like, I can't get rid of these F-150 Lightnings. Oh, really? No kidding. And then, and then down the street from my place, uh, there's a GM dealership, and they got five Hummers, five electric Hummers, uh, $120,000, $130,000 apiece, and they've been there for a year and a half, and nobody wants them. They can't get rid of them because they weigh 9,000 pounds. The battery weighs 2,800 pounds. They take seven days to charge with a 110, only three and a half with a 220. And they don't go anywhere. And if you wanted to take that off-road, good luck when you're in Moab finding a nearby outlet to plug your truck in for a week. Here's another uh, story I mentioned. this: uh, A little boy in Mississippi is arrested and carted off to jail after cops caught him peeing behind his mother's car while he visited the lawyer's office. They're making a big deal out of the fact that he's a black kid. He's an African-American child, whatever you want to call it. That's fine. Uh, he's a beautiful little child. He shouldn't have been bothered like this. It's ridiculous. Little boys pee outside. I hate to tell you this. Uh, big boys do, too. My wife has a she shed, and, and we don't have a bathroom in it, right? And, and the World Cup is coming to Kansas City, and she's like, hey, maybe we could rent out the she, rent out the she shed to uh, somebody, but we don't, have a, we don't have a toilet out there. And I said, well, I don't need a toilet when I stay out there. If I need to pee, I'm, it's night, it's a backyard, the fence right over there. But uh, anyway, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a, uh, you know, don't do it in public. Don't do it in Manhattan like I've seen people, homeless people, pee and then ask you for money. Don't do that. But, you know, if you're out in the woods or you're, you know, have you been to a golf course lately? Do, do you honestly think that a whole lot of peeing doesn't happen along the fairways as you're driving to get your ball? I mean, uh, please. So a 10-year-old kid in uh, Senatobia, Mississippi, just south of Memphis, was out uh, taking a wee-wee and uh, outside, because he was inside, his mom was there. Latanya Easton was there uh, to, visiting her attorney, and uh, they, was bringing him, uh, they were bringing him along. His name is Quantavius. That's a cool name, man. Quantavius. I got to tell you, 
Uh, that is, sounds like Roman. It sounds like somebody who uh, would go in and fight uh, a gladiator, right? Doesn't Quantavius just sound like Quantavius? I have brought you here for a reason, Quantavius. I am going to put you in battle. Bring it! Bring it! For I am Quantavius! I just think it's a great name. Or Quantavius. So here's the uh, here's a little bit of the story of the little boy who got peed and... Ha- or, no, got peed. He was peed. His mom's peed now. She's thinking about suing. But here he is. This is a little uh, Quantavius taking a whiz and... Uh, getting hauled off by the cops. A mother is considering legal action tonight after her 10-year-old son was detained by police for, well, urinating in public. The boy was even taken to jail. The police chief has admitted there was an error in judgment regarding the way the matter was handled. But as WRU... Yeah, yeah, honestly, as a little boy peeing outside, it should have never been an issue at all. Mike Siriana reports the child's mother says the emotional damage has already been done. When he Latanya Eason says she's weighing whether she'll take legal. What's that? Hold on a second. What's that smell? That smells like a lawsuit. Action against the Senatobia Police Department after her 10-year-old son was detained for urinating in public. <laughs> well, I've just been kind of thinking, and so at this point, I don't know. I don't know what action my, I'm going to take. The incident happened when Eason went inside a law office seeking legal assistance. Ten-year-old Quantavius was outside with his sister when he needed to go to the bathroom and was spotted by a passing Senatobia police officer. When the officer drove through, he just, he saw the urine. Turn the cherries on. What are you doing? On the pavement. So that's how he knew that he was using the bathroom. She claims her son never exposed himself to the public. Eason says the officer located her inside the law office and told her what he witnessed, and she then confronted her son. And I asked him, why did he do that? So he was like, Mom, I had to use the bathroom. My sister said they didn't have a bathroom in there. I said, son, you know better. Eason says the officer seemed satisfied with her reprimand and let the 10-year-old get back in his mom's car. Then what happened? Until more officers arrived. And when the officer came over, he was like, per my lieutenant, I got to arrest him and take him down to the station. Oh, my God. And I asked, are you serious? Quantavius was transported to jail, reportedly not in handcuffs, and wasn't charged with a crime, but received a child in need of services petition. Senatobia's police chief called the matter an error in judgment. Oh, I'd say it was an error in judgment. But Eason says the incident (laughs) was traumatic for her son. When he sees a a policeman now, he's be like, why are they going to take me to jail? In Senatobia, Mike Suriani, WREG News Channel 3. Now, I don't know how you were at 10 years old, but most 10-year-olds are pretty uh, emotional, emotionally frail. I remember when I was in, like, uh, second, third grade, and Miss Nelson or Miss uh, uh, Miss Pilly would uh, call out my name and put me in trouble. I would just cry, just put my head down, and, just, and I remembered it for life, you know. Can you imagine? You're a little boy going out, and, you, and you're just peeing because you have to pee behind mom's car. A police officer comes by. They're that, first of all. And then the police officer's like, it's okay, son. Pat him on the head, you know, whatever. Don't pee in public again. And another police car shows up, and four officers get out. Hey, what are you doing there? Were you peeing outdoors? Well, we're going to take you downtown. It's just, uh, it's just, it's just beyond stupid. It's just kind of beyond stupid, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh I want to do this before the break. <coughs> it's kind of funny. I've been sitting on this. It's kind of it's kind of lifestyley, but it's kind of interesting. 
To leave, a team of Columbia University uh, uh, researchers decided that they would study the types of masculinity there are, the types of men. Now, now we, this is just cisgendered straight guys like me, okay? Sorry, you know, I hate to disappoint. But if you're born a man and you're uh, sexually, uh, you use your uh, uh, private areas, for a sexual reproduction with females, um, these are the kind of men that they are, your masculinity style. Are you ready? And you try to guess mine and then guess yours while I'm reading this list. These three masculinity styles. Uh, Neo-traditionalists. Uh, these are men who largely follow traditional gender roles, such as being the provider and protector in the relationship. Uh, yes, see uh, Ward Cleaver and uh, Mr. Brady. Egalitarian. Men who seek a more equal partnership with emphasis, emphasis, emphasis on mutually and measurable give and take. All right, so that's the kind of, uh, uh, that's kind of like the uh, full house dad kind of thing. Kind of ushered in maybe the, uh, the Cosby dad, you know, the Cosby dad is the one there in the middle and the gate and jello pudding. And then there's the progressive. Men who work on building gender equity in the partnership, though regular, purposeful conversations with their partner to adjust who does what. Now, oddly enough, that's actually a masculinity style. I know. It doesn't sound like it, does it? It sounds the opposite. Uh, I'll uh, finish this up on the other side of this break. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. So I'm trying to decide which one of these uh, masculinity styles I am. I think I would have to be somewhere between neo-traditionalist and egalitarian. Uh, and if you mix those, I think it's called strong but completely whipped. I think that's what it would, you'd call it. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So talk really big, but what are you doing this weekend? Oh, you know, I'm going to go out and I'm going to drink. And I'm sorry. I'm going to do stuff around the house. Uh, Neo-traditionalist men who follow traditional gender roles, such as being the provider and the protector. I, I agree. I, I try to be that. When I failed, uh, you know, all hell went uh, broke loose. Egalitarian is men who seek a more equal partnership with emphasis on mutually immeasurable give and take. I, we are that. We are that. My wife and I are that. She does all the bills because I don't know anything about it. Uh, I do all the stuff, uh, all of the building stuff and, uh, and uh, digging stuff and cutting stuff and home improvement and all that. I do all of that stuff. So we do that. We got to give and take. Uh, progressive men are the ones who work on building gender equity in the partnership through regular purposeful conversations with their partner to adjust who does what. No woman wants that guy. Uh, women make that guy. All right, that guy does not exist until he gets married. And then the guy becomes that. Uh, and they are liberal men to begin with. They are a left-leaning, uh, 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 what is it, thinking of, uh, academic types uh, who uh, drive Priuses with coexist bumper stickers on the back. And, that's, and, and he's really whipped then, but he doesn't become this until he gets married. A man who is uh, working on building gender equity in the partnership through regular purposeful conversations with their partner to adjust who does that. No woman who's just seeking a mate wants that. They want somebody who they, you know, starts off hot and heavy and all that, and then can make him into that. And I'm not, this is not about women. This is about Karens. This is about liberal Karens and what they do to their men. That's why you never hear anything from liberal men. Liberal women are always the ones who are saying, we're going to, you know, you're a homophobe and you're a transphobe and, and you're you and this and that. And we got to get rid of the Redskins. We got to get rid of Aunt Jemima. Those are liberal women. 
And the men in their relationships just sit there and go, yes, dear, yes, dear, yes, dear. I could be another gender. I'm a whatever. That's what I'm. I'm strong but whipped, and I'm proud to say it. Proud to say that I'm strong but whipped. One thing before I go, I did get uh, a little blowback from the other day. I mentioned that I made some tzatziki using uh, some tzatziki in the refrigerator that I bought and had too much salt, and I added sour cream to cut it. Now, I know that doesn't sound like anything, but I got a bunch of angry letters from Greek women uh, who wrote me, and they said, Rob, what the hell are you using sour cream in tzatziki for? I'm not kidding. I got Greek women all over the country. What are you doing? Let me explain. All I had, I didn't use Greek yogurt because I had vanilla yogurt in the fridge. And I had to use sour cream. So there you go. You know, do I need uh, more women riding my butt than I have at home? I guess I do. I guess I do. I'm kidding. But I do cook. And and, and to the Greek population, I, I just want to tell you, I would never purposefully use sour cream instead of Greek yogurt in my tzatziki. These are the things that are important to the American people. All right. Um, <laughs> if you want to hear any of the show today, by the way, go to Newsmax.com slash listen. That is the, uh, that is the podcast. And, and by the way, all of the new song parodies, including the new one from Jim Gossett, are there. So Newsmax.com slash listen. And if you do me a favor, if you go to Apple Podcasts, which just killed Glenn Beck's podcast, uh, give me a five-star review there, will you? Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, have a glorious weekend. Check out my TV show, Rob Carson's What in the World. Go to NewsmaxTV.com for details. You're going to laugh, I promise. God bless you. God bless America. We're going to win. And until Monday, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then.